Some of you may have been blessed and uh, have never received a phone call or a letter from someone telling you that you were past due on your, on your bills. Those of you that have never received that do not know the joy and the excitement that there goes through you when you do receive those letters. But it's not just letters. The bill collectors can be like the old-time Western, can be like a bounty hunter. Some of you may remember the TV series, Have Gun, Will Travel. Well, you feel like you're the target of that gun. They call you day and night. And laws have actually been written in Congress to get them off your backs. They can only call during certain hours and never at work. But they can make your life miserable, and that's what they're paid to do, hoping that they're going to make your life so miserable that you'll end up paying your bills. So you know what it's like. As Christians, we know what it's like to have individuals that have, have sinned against us. You might say that these individuals have hurt you in a very deep and personal manner. And your response is to come back with a vengeance. As a bill collector would do, without mercy. It is so very difficult to have complete forgiveness in your heart. And that's what he asked us to do. That's exactly what he has asked us to do. We want the bill collectors in our life or someone we have wronged to forgive us. And yet, how quick are we to forgive others? How quick are we to forgive those that have hurt us? You know... It is one thing to forgive or to ask forgiveness. But that's not the same thing as excusing someone's behavior. Someone that has hurt you deeply. Maybe it has been in bankruptcy. Maybe it has been in a domestic situation and you've gone through a terrible, terrible divorce. There are those that are predators. And that's exactly what I feel they are. Anyone that abuses a child, abuses their spouse, they're predators. They, can, they do it because they can do it. It is so difficult for me in my heart to forgive like that. Matter of fact, when I was doing the local ministry here for this this jail, I never would read the legal notices because I have such a anger, contempt for anyone that has been abusive to anyone that is, is maybe weaker than they are. 
We know that there are gangs that start recruiting when kids are even in elementary school. They start recruiting them, and if, if they don't join, then they do terrible things to these kids. We cannot excuse that. We cannot excuse any of that. When there's someone locked in a, a room for two or three years before it's been discovered, you cannot excuse that. But you can ask God to forgive them. A lady came back, let's say a decade ago from Columbia. She and her husband were missionaries. They let her come back to the United States, this mafia. But they killed her husband. And in public she says, I forgive them. What strength, what courage, and what faith in the Lord. What faith. For He has asked us so many times to forgive those that have harmed us. There was a lady, and I've shared this with you before too, that she was just on the uh, expressway in New York City, and some kids thought it would be funny to drop a, a, a watermelon through the windshield. You notice I did not say pineapple. It was a watermelon. And when they did, that glass just shattered and disfigured the lady that was driving the car. She went to the jails to meet those perpetrators. And one particular one showed great remorse. And it came time for his sentencing she stood up and asked the judge to have mercy on him for what he had done. For he had already confessed his sin and asked for forgiveness. You don't excuse it, but you do forgive it. In the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, pardon me, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What? We say this every Sunday when we do the Lord's Prayer as we forgive those that have wronged us. Let us also be forgiven. But first it is, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive others. It's all one line. We're called to forgive those that have harmed us, and there's not a person sitting here that hasn't had those occasions. And that's the reason this is so hard in my life. The 14th verse says, For if... You forgive other people when they sin against you. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others' sins, your Father will no longer forgive your sins. We are created in the image of God. 
And uh, I take great offense when I hear that certain individuals, and I've had two people in my life here in Kwana tell me that we too are gods. God created us in His image. In His image. But He did not create us as gods. There is not a one of us that have the ability to heal like He does, have the ability to have miracle after miracle that He does. We are not gods. And we are not to play God when someone has wronged us. We're to turn it over to Him. We are called to grant, ask for mercy and forgiveness. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the 13th verse. God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your hearts. You will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. No matter what you're going through at this time, no matter how difficult it is to forgive somebody that has wronged you, you would be, and I would be, very mistaken to think that this is all on us. For He is the one that we go to and we ask, Lord, forgive me. He says, knock and, you, and He will open the door. Seek and you will find Him. So we knock on the door and He opens it up for you and me and we are forgiven because we come in the name of Jesus Christ. And all those that believe in Jesus Christ are forgiven. We carry around a great burden. Things that have happened in the past. People that have hurt us. Maybe you've been at family reunions where a brother and sister won't even talk to each other, but they'll talk to everybody else in the family. So there's those problems with siblings. It's not just outside our immediate family. We have such dysfunctional, if you will, families that there's some people have not spoken to each other in years. I mean years of the same family. And I'm not a judge. And I'm not saying if I'd been where you've been that I wouldn't have that anger also. I'm not saying that anger is, is, is misplaced because some things have been done to individuals that are not, are not even acceptable to anyone. Certainly not to God. Certainly not to Him. In Romans, the, the 12th chapter, the 19th verse, it says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry... Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will help, you will heap burning coals on his hand, head. I'm going to read that again. 
you will heap burning coals on his head when you have forgiven. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's not easy. It's not easy to follow Jesus. It's not easy to live the Word. We say we believe everything that's in here, but too many times our lives do not reflect that love or kindness. It doesn't doesn't reflect Jesus Christ at all. And there's sometimes we don't even like ourselves or care for ourselves. Maybe there's someone in our past that has really wronged us. And we run into them someplace, a restaurant, service station. There you are. And that anger comes dwell, it just comes building up and out again. But he has asked us, no. He has told us to forgive. Told us. He's not asking us once again. I'm, I'm not saying, do not accept what they did. Do not accept that. Don't, don't get confused here. If there's a wrong, there's a wrong. But ask God who is the one that will be the one of final judgment. He knows. He knows of this wrong. He knows how you have been wrong, but He also knows that you have followed Him and that you have offered forgiveness. He sees your strength. He sees your courage. He knows it's not easy. 10, 20 years later, you still have that burn. He knows it's not easy. But He also knows it is not easy to follow Jesus Christ. When he sent his disciples out, he told them they would not be treated like gods, like royalty, but they would be treated in brutal manners. Rocks will be thrown at them. They will be lashed by the whip. All in the name of Jesus Christ. And yet these very individuals never, ever gave up Jesus Christ to save themselves. If one person, if one of the disciples, one of his followers has has said all of this is phony, he never was raised from the dead, we stole his body. If one person had said this is a conspiracy, we would not have the New Testament as it is today. And I promise you, the legal bodies of of the Jews tried everything they could to prevent the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was their greatest nightmare, that the body would disappear. So they just needed one person. And they never could get that one person, no matter how the disciples were treated. Jesus had every reason to have grudge and anger. But hanging on the cross, the blood of Jesus Christ was dripping. 
hanging on that cross, he says, forgive them. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Is your forgiveness, is yours any greater than his anger could have been? And in our case, probably would have been. But under the most, most painful way that the Romans had to punish someone, under these circumstances, after being whipped, lashed, time after time, abused verbally, he says, forgive them. That includes you and me. For we don't always know what we do. We are damaging Jesus Christ when we behave in a manner that's contrary to what He has taught us. We too are guilty of, dry, of, of pounding that hammer against those nails. We too have forsaken Him. How bad have you been hurt? I venture to say, not like Christ was. I know I never have. Not like Christ was. And yet we're to follow Him. We're to follow Him and ask forgiveness for those that have wronged us. Again, it's not a request. Statement. Your love for Jesus Christ is unmistakable. You worship Him. You pray to Him. You know His love for you. You give Him credit for, for the blessings you have received. And now, He's asking you to do something. That is very difficult. And no one else will ever know unless you tell them. But he has asked you to forgive those that have wronged you as he forgave you when you wronged him. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly for we know, Lord, we know that we are guilty of sin. We know that we are guilty of turning our back on you so many times by living a life that is not, not a blessing to you, but is a curse to you. We come to you for we know that your love for us has no boundaries. No, no matter how many times we sin, we can be forgiven by you. For the price was paid through that blood that, that dripped down on the ground right underneath the cross. That blood has washed us clean. And our responsibility is to do our best to follow you in a way that would be pleasing to thee. Let us be stronger the next time we're tempted. Let us be stronger and remember... We are a child of Christ. We are a child of Christ. For it's in His holy name we pray.
Amen.